0: Hey, Honeymooners, you can find ad-free episodes, Moshe's DJ sets, merch discounts, and so much more on our Patreon.
1: Check it out at patreon.com slash Honeymoon or click the link in the description of this episode. Welcome to the Endless Honeymoon podcast. It's me, Moshe Kasher.
0: And Natasha Legero. And
1: every once in a while, we have a guest on, um, we've had a lot of you know comics and celebs but every once in a while we want to kind of help out a fan a fan of the show (laughs) right and we just have a move. this was a kind of an experiment for us but our biggest the biggest fan of the podcast ladies and gentlemen
2: miss meg stalter this feels like a -a make-a-wish
1: you have to cut that out (laughs) oh wait because you don't want to make fun of no no
2: you can't i don't think it's making fun it feels like a wish came true right
1: yeah this is beautiful it's beautiful no we can cut it out too (laughs) You know what we should do is cut it out, but talk about cutting it out the entire podcast and so nobody that's knows. That's
2: what I do on every podcast. I get so nervous. I'm going to say something and there's going to be a sound bite of me. Oh, oh Meg Stalter bad. makes fun and make a wish foundation.
1: Yeah, we won't do that to you. Now, you worked all through the strike, right? You were a scab. <laughs> is that right? I heard you were. Now, I heard you were a hardcore scab. Is that correct?
2: I've been on set every day.
1: <laughs> by the way, I heard that the, the strike, I keep. I keep, that's, by the way. <laughs> That's Bunny Stalter. Uh, we'll, cut that we'll cut that out. We'll cut that out. We'll cut that out. No, you, you can put That's her name Bunny Stalter.
2: That's actually on. a good name. She could be like a go-go dancer. Bunny's, coming to the stage, Bunny Stalter. That's uh, Meg's dog.
1: Meg's dog who has a human face. We all decide.
2: But we thought we think it's fine, right?
1: I, no, it's a, it's a fine <laughs> it's face. It's not a
2: gross human face.
1: Wait, do you, when you say fine, do you mean like it's okay or do you mean like she, she's fine? No,
2: I think it she's means I'm aspect. safe, don't you think? Like I'm it safe. won't
1: eat, your, eat you at night because it's a he, part human.
2: I got so scared that we, I got an animal that wasn't fully dog. She does look human. <laughs> so she does look, it is, she is scared. There was a night, like second night, she was really attached. She has imprinted. And I looked at her and I thought, I think we should put her away for a little while. <laughs> like she in the might closet? Be, she might be half like another animal. What do you think she could be? Possum. Well, could a possum and dog have sex and be having a baby?
1: You know, I'm going to put your mind at ease here. No.
2: Okay. <laughs> yeah. So she's dog at least. Wait,
1: yeah.
0: but can a wolf and a dog make a... Make a wolf
1: and a dog can, can have can a... Can, they can fuck?
0: And they make a coyote? Actually, Is that wrong?
1: what? I know, I can tell you this. A Jew and a dog can fuck. Because I can, I just know that from my adolescence. But um, no, a wolf and a dog can mate and have a child and have a, a hybrid, a wolf pup.
0: Wait, but can't... It's true though,
2: right?
1: Yeah. I grew up. My best friend growing up had a wolf, a wolf hybrid.
2: Wait, so a coyote is a wolf and a dog?
1: No, a coyote. I don't think
2: so. Okay, cut cut that out. My question. No, <laughs> no is. I already thought so too. And
1: for my make a wish, I would like to meet a combination of wolf and dog. <laughs> and they bring a coyote is to a, a, a co- child. What well, is a coyote
2: then just a different kind of dog?
1: It's they prob- are part dog. They probably all have the same um, uh, genetic ancestor. Probably they all come from wolves, right? Fox, mm. fox, dog. Jackal, hyena, these are all dog dog genus. You're tuned into anthropology talk <laughs> and uh, anti and anti WGA talk.
2: I do think I'm giving nervous energy because I am a big fan of the podcast, and I already can tell you're going to put up a clip, and someone's going to go, "Oh, I love Meg. She seems nervous." <laughs>
1: <laughs> How much do
2: you read? Like, do, do comments <laughs> bother you? Oh, yeah, do you-, do you read comments? Um, so I think on my page I do because I want to delete if there's something uh-huh. mean.
1: You know that's a coward's move, and yeah. <laughs>
2: no, no, I want to delete. You, Sometimes I'll delete just for a joke I don't like. <laughs> if someone makes yeah, a yeah, yeah, yeah. joke, I I, I'm like, mm, I don't want that on my page. No, no, thanks. People's and like people's it. joke tone. Curate it.
1: People non comedians joke tone is like so often just <laughs> mm-hmm. an insult. And it's like you just you didn't ever learn how to like make a joke. It's, you can't just be mean and right. say like that. That that's the joke.
0: I think people think that since we're comedians, they're a comedian too, and they're right. gonna give it to you, and they're yeah. gonna, it's like a roast or something. I don't know. I, I get a lot of that like mean comments. This
2: is so weird. And maybe I'll just say the story because if the girl hears it, they i not like I want her to know how I feel. But I, there, a friend of a friend I ran into the other day, and I barely know her. And I walk by her with my friend that knows her, and she goes, "Oh great, you guys are here. Guess I have to (laughs)
3: guess
0: I I gotta go kill myself."
2: And I was like, "Hmm, that's not really an inside joke that I thought we had. I've only met her one time." (laughs) I Uh, walk away and I'm like, "That was weird. Why'd your friend say that?"
1: (laughs) That is so funny. Do you
2: think she was nervous or something? Yes, I think she wanted she like. I, she knows me as a comedian that's a friend of her friends, and I think she thinks that I th- would think that was funny, and she's seen my show before, and she's a lovely girl.
1: That is so funny. I but
2: didn't think she wanted to kill, shoot herself in the head whenever she runs into me. <laughs> it
1: goes from zero to 20 I so know. quick. It's like, oh, great. Look, Natasha's here. Guess I'll go exterminate an entire nation's ethnic population. like, I'm like it's so- high
2: would have been nice.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Let's do high. I've said to people in interactions like that, Rarely, but I've said like I don't. I don't really know you like that.
2: Oh, that's good. I just kind of well, like went, that's so mm. confrontational,
0: Moshe Well,
1: I, I don't think I would do it now. <laughs> but 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 when someone starts off an interaction with an insult, it, I I'm like we're not friends like that. We don't. I don't. We have to establish some camaraderie before you can insult me or threaten your own life.
2: Maybe I could have did a joke about it. Like that's that was really intense. Yeah, what I would, would ignore. Hmm. And just ignore them the next time. I, I would
1: hand them a noose and say prove it <laughs> let's see you do it <laughs> take it to the hill
2: you would really say though if someone said that you were like hmm, i don't really know you that well have a nice day if
1: i felt like genuinely kind of a little hurt by yeah. it i might that's very confrontational but i might say, i might i probably would have said something like wow that's uh oh, nice to meet you or right, something that like was that was intense yeah, yeah. I, nice I to see you too yeah nice to see you too yeah i but i also relate to that person feeling <laughs> so nervous around you <laughs> that they're like she's comedy here's comedy and just not having any skill set to be able to do it.
2: So you think she wanted me to be like, whoa, yes. good one.
1: Yes, I do. <laughs> Start tickling her. <laughs> well, you know how like
2: everyone, like
0: people have jokes that like, you know, everyone calls their kids assholes or everyone says I'm dead inside. It's like, I think everyone, like she just thinks like, oh, I'm going to go kill myself. Like it's like a joke or a trope or something. Oh, wait, but the it's not part funny. I forgot
2: is that three of her other friends did it to me too. And I didn't know them at
1: all. Wait, same exact joke?
2: Yeah. They, they're like, oh, okay.
1: What <laughs> was it kill myself or was it yeah
2: they all were like oh god i get out like it was really weird but she wait was-
1: it, they all referenced suicide <laughs> yes
2: they all started doing what she was doing and we just kind of walked away she was like i guess i gotta kill myself and everyone around her went oh yeah i guess we do
1: you could have said um <laughs> you could have said like oh my my first boyfriend killed himself
2: oh, you know that could have
1: been nice like like don't it's not conversational. it's more like oh yeah making
2: it sad yeah
1: I had a sibling that died like that so that's not oh a, that's, god
2: I don't like to call that energy
1: <laughs> into the universe <laughs> yeah I, I can understand <laughs> but that but I
2: get what you're saying is make it sad and then they feel bad yeah that kind of a thing well not to
0: take it off suicide
2: but
1: no, uh,
0: Meg you are one of the funniest <laughs> people I've ever met I so, so
1: funny I would say honestly it makes me want to <laughs> fucking die like I want to <laughs> fucking <laughs> slit my like... wrists go and take a hot bath and just end my life and not exist anymore
0: if you don't follow Meg on instagram that's so
2: nice you two are the funniest you know that oh thank
0: you not as funny as you and your instagram is so funny and we actually have this thing um, i wanted to look up a few tiktok challenges and say them and ask if you uh <laughs> were know what invo- they are. if you know what they are and if you n- were involved in Th-
1: them there's a method or okay. madness Let i me love t- that can i tell you about my tiktok um a couple <laughs> of weeks sure uh do you know about <laughs> this meg i wrote a book the, uh, 11 years ago i wrote a book. Called Casher in the Rye. It was, uh, I, I, it was the the probably my favorite thing that I've ever done. It was like a confessional memoir about my childhood, adolescent problems, and I put poured a lot of energy and emotion into it.
0: It made me
2: like you.
1: Uh, yep, it is in oh. some ways the reason that I met Natasha because she read my book. I look at these two. The dogs are kissing. The the, dogs are kissing. <laughs> anyway,
2: my dog's kissing their dog, but their dog's kind of
1: inching away. Well, She's kind of thinking like I want to kill myself, kind of a thing. <laughs> anyway, eleven years ago, it came out and, and, and it kind of you know set my career like, but it it, it was not a bestseller, but it, it kind of set me up as a comedian. Anyway, eleven years later, Maya Biyolik does it. Don't TikTok. say
2: that it's not a bestseller.
1: Well, no. Check this out. I'm about to tell you. Don't
0: say that it didn't sell 80 million copies. Oh, no, it just
1: wasn't on like the at the you know. I was a new comedian. I got lucky to sell the book, but it's and it still
2: kinda, sold really amazing. It
1: sold well, but wait, check this out. <laughs> Eleven years later, I'm lit- I'm literally in the mud at Burning Man, and somebody sends me a, a TikTok that Maya <gasps> uh did, like books I wish I could read again. <gasps> and she she was like, "Oh, this book." Anyway, for the since for the last month, my book has been uh, 11 years after publication. A bestseller, and is coming out oh being God, re-released on paperback right now, and now anything from neg- one TikTok from one TikTok anything negative I ever said about um about TikTok or social media I take it back because it completely uh, like made this book that was sort of like you know something that I I, I remembered fondly into like a, a relevant new thing again. It was it's very exciting. And the timing's pretty cool because I just wrote another book and it's coming out January 30th. This is
0: why coming. we brought you here, Meg, because yeah. Moshe wanted to promote his book in front of you. <laughs> well,
1: no, I. The Wait, point this is, is
0: amazing. Yeah, it's pretty
1: cool. Tick, TikTok, I'm, I'm in. I'm in on TikTok. I know. That's point.
2: why we're, we're going to get better at it, honey. Yeah, so,
1: what's, what, do, what do you got in terms of these challenges?
2: Okay, let me just what read it, it. It is like TikTok is the way to know about things now.
1: I know. But you, you know, know, I was thinking about this. In the old days uh, of the internet, you would go search for a thing. And you would say, "I would like to know how to do a thing," mm-hmm. and you'd type that thing in, and be like, "Oh, how to weld metal?" And then you go to YouTube and you watch it. Now it searches for you. Thing searches you. It goes, "Oh you yeah, know it what sends you'd you stuff like to... that you
0: like." Okay, so, so here's the top trending TikTok. Uh, what do you call them? Uh, Trends.
1: Yeah. Okay. okay. TikTok challenges, right? Challenges. Don't oh, watch. She's them.
2: chewing on your book. Oh, how, don't you how dare. often don't you dare. how much time do you spend on TikTok? Oh, I got a TikTok. little bunny
1: claw in there. That's so cute. Oh, sorry. Is that no. was that from her? No, this is good actually. I'm
2: trying to gaslight you into thinking it was already there.
1: <laughs> okay, go. What do you got?
2: Okay. Uh, oh, I oh, am, I am? love TikTok. Like more than I, an hour a day. I think I've gotten way better at doing it less, but um it's easy to sit there for hours and watch. Okay, did you participate in the choking game <laughs> challenge? <laughs> the what? That's the number the one. The choking game. <laughs> no.
1: What I don't do you think that. I, is? Don't,
2: I don't know if I did that. What do we I think that it is? It doesn't sound like something I'd do.
0: I don't. I don't like that
2: it's number one.
1: What are we thinking it is? Um,
2: I, I have no idea. Is it the hurt? choking challenge.
1: The choking game.
2: Oh, where someone chokes you and then you pass out. That's
1: got to be it. Oh
2: is my that God. that couldn't be? That's Got to be it. I feels like it wouldn't be against community guidelines, right?
1: I, it would or would not. It would. But it probably it could it could go viral before they figured it out. I guess I did that when I was a kid. What is that is what it is? Blackout challenge. I did that when I was a kid. Did you well, ever? Do that?
2: I never did it, but that's what I was thinking of. It's Have you ever done that?
1: No. You hyperventilate and make yourself no! pass out. It's a way to get high without being able to afford drugs, basically.
2: Okay. You did that?
1: I did do that, yeah. We, I was a desperate, desperate to get high type of child, and I remember waking up with all my friends in a ring around me laughing <gasps> at me <gasps> at the Oakland, at the Rockridge Bart's, uh, Bart Station.
0: So, Moshe, this probably is one that you would like the Benadryl challenge.
1: I wonder what that is. Are these
4: real?
0: This I just Googled it. I just wanted to know. They sound the, dangerous. I know. The fire challenge, the corn cob challenge. Corn
1: cob challenge I know about. I did that when I was a kid too. That's You see how many corn cobs you can shove up your own ass.
0: <laughs> That's not true. It's true. Okay, what about the back cracking challenge?
1: <laughs> the back cracking challenge? These
2: all sound like sex, the burning pile. <laughs>
1: I don't know. What's a burning pile? I don't know. You don't have the description of what these things are?
2: No. The, these I sound like sex mo- sec- things you do before and after and during sex.
1: Oh, yeah. I get, You mean like, oh, I gave her the old corncob challenge. Yeah. Or, oh,
2: I did the back crack <laughs> thing before we had sex. Mm. Mm. All right. Well, I just want to say, too, with that woman that said that she wanted to kill herself when she saw me, I did not mad at her. I know she was <laughs> trying to be funny. And it's- she is funny
1: so funny because you set it up. You said and I
2: just want her to not be mad if she heard this because I think she's a really sweet girl and I just was confused. It's you funny. have so much sweetness to you, Meg. Where does that come from? Oh, well, you know, I'm from Ohio.
1: Oh, that'll oh,
0: help. Oh, of course. And, and I'm a God girl. Oh, you... Gr- Current, Chris- day?
1: Current day God girl?
2: Um, I don't go to church, but if I had a cool gay church, I'd go to it. And I'm sure there is one. Um, But I love God.
1: Oh, you're just... You're Christian.
2: <laughs> well, I think I'm um i'm not saying that as an it's accusation like, i i would say that i'm like oh i love and believe in god but also think people should get hit.
1: get hit get head and like
2: it's it's like god loves that i'm
1: Getting bisexual head. you
0: believe in a liberal like a <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm, and and by god by god is there even a liberal christian yeah
2: I, oh i'm sure there's churches that i would love i just it takes time to find you know what i mean and I always get nervous to go to church alone because it feels like something bad. Like People act sometimes like, oh, you lost like a bunch of, like you're here alone. Like it <laughs> like it feels like I went to church alone before and it felt like everyone's kind of like trying to comfort me.
1: Like the Steve Yen um, scene in uh, Beef. Or he's just like <laughs> weeping because of the, the childhood memories that it's bringing up kind of a thing? There's
2: something about going without a friend. I mean, it's cool to go to places alone. If I have had a church that I knew was cool, I could go alone. There's something about walking into church without a friend or your family that feels like you're really going through something no, and people I hear are that. like looking at you in a different way. I would feel that way too. You know what I mean?
1: Um, Did you find... Uh, we don't have to continue <laughs> talking about church, but I am curious. Did you find like chill by God church in Ohio or was that is that is that a development of your conception of God something that started when you kind of left
2: well you know when I was in Ohio I didn't know that I was like by or into women which doesn't I mean now looking back it's like well of course but I think since I always knew I liked boys it was like okay I'm not even thinking about it and then now I'm like oh how did I not know I like women more um but I at the time I don't I don't think that my church would have been like so cool about it, but I guess I don't know for sure because we never got brought up. Do you Mm. know now if they would? I I think that they would be definitely not. Oh no, is she on the court again? Well,
1: we just got sincere and Bunny's not into sincerity. She's like, "Mm, like, let's get back to the bits. (laughs) Let's talk about (laughs) suicide bits.
2: (laughs) I think they definitely are not like, they're definitely not like, come on in. Really? But, I don't think that they're like, come on in bisexual. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I don't a,
2: think why like, do they care I know why do they care I've never felt like God cared Christianity God needs I a mean, makeover yeah I think it's the people that care it's just like why it's like so it's actually we, like weird it's so
0: interesting that you say that you're a God girl because now I'm like oh that makes sense because the Christians that I know are just like they have like this light and they're just oh, are,
1: Christians are the friendliest <laughs> so, people I mean it's but not, not
0: fake friendly like it's like they no. have like yeah. a joy of life and I. you always find I can tell when someone's Christian and well I I didn't think you well were. i
2: always love the well all i believe in i love god and we're supposed to take care of each other and love each other And that like and it's like <laughs> it's so awkward when you're really opening up and your dog's barking and trying to kiss blanche she's just so happy bunny's so, so happy to be here
1: that's so interesting though that you have <laughs> this development
2: she does have a human face
1: she f- for sure does and and I honestly got um God made man in His own image, and so in that <laughs> way, Bunny has the face of God and I'm, a God that loves by people.
0: She's giving her a cord she can chew. <laughs> oh,
2: that's so nice.
1: It's pl- plug it in though, Laura. Plug it in. No.
2: <laughs> like, why is she? Bark- she's she. Lo- she's. Go- goes. Oh, this is heaven. There's so many cords for me to chew on. I love it.
1: Did you know yeah. when you were um, like just a, a young Ohioan going to church that you wanted to be like an entertainer?
2: I've always wanted to be an actor.
1: Just straight up. I do I've in theater always and stuff
2: when kid. wanted to be on stage. I was really well, obsessed. Will you talk
0: about, I know you've told me before <laughs> um, about like when you grew up, didn't you and your brother like always make videos? Like you just kind of, because like there's such a joy when you make it vid- Like for me, everything seems like a chore on, <laughs> online, you know, but you just like, it just kind of seems to. She's d- not allowed on that court, is she? <laughs>
2: Funny. Look at how hey, well behaved my
1: our dog is, though. Lay Isn't down. that kind of interesting to watch? Like she just hasn't barked, hasn't chewed on a single cord. I know. Cord.
2: That's that's how Izzy was.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> my dog, that's passed. That's how she
2: was. She was just sitting and nice. Do you Bunny think gods
1: have a, an immortal soul? I say that again. Do you think dogs have an immortal soul? Oh, dogs. Did I say gods? I might have. I thought you, you said god. I might I have. Said I might does well god have. have an immortal? No, but do you think the dogs' energy lives on in the in the way that like a soul would?
2: I think I believe in everything. Like believe in heaven, ghosts.
1: You're a ghost um, person. Yeah. That's where I leave you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Moshe doesn't
0: believe in ghosts. He doesn't believe in astrology. He doesn't believe in... But you, um, do, you do love
1: God. Past, past God lives. Girl. I'm a, am I a God girl? I'm an, I'm a, I would call myself a classic Ohio God girl. Uh, wait, so I am curious, uh, not to jump around, but I am mm-hmm. curious because you, th- these big developments in your life are like, yeah, your comedy thing and your your performance thing, you've always known that. But then you had your God girl phase, and mm-hmm. now like, here you are in LA and and in in New York is like the exploring your sexuality, discovering your body, all this stuff. Why do you think you're going to
2: say discovering your body,
1: discovering your body, putting cord cobs (laughs) in it, doing the bend (laughs) drill challenge, things like that. Why do you think you haven't found? Cause we're in LA. There's Mm -hmm. I guarantee. There's more than a hundred like queer churches here. Yeah. What, what do you think? Is it just that you don't know anybody to to go with?
2: Well, that's a really good question. I know people that love God. I don't know anyone that goes to church here.
1: Mm
0: church is annoying
2: they always you know have know what a, I mean? a bad rock band probably at <laughs> the type of church but probably you
1: want. not the one here that <laughs> is the one that would appeal to you there's probably like i would
2: love to find a church i think it's really important and good to have that community like
1: we go to a temple and it's like yeah. it's the temple version of the church you yeah. want it's like super queer and like you know there's a there's a trans rabbinic intern and it's mm-hmm. just like and i'm just like Oh, LA has that. And and so, yeah, that's interesting. I, 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 I wonder what that journey will be like for you to find that th-
0: Well, if you have any suggestions,
1: yeah, write them in. Write them let in. Let us know. Actually, we're here to give you advice. <laughs> you need to get you need to get that God consciousness back in your life. Let's bring Pete Holmes out. He's standing right there. <laughs> He's crouched down beneath the bush.
2: Well, it's also interesting cuz I grew up in a Pentecostal church. No shit. Is that where they talk in tongues? Yeah. Did
1: you talk in tongues?
2: Yeah. So do you well. just kind and of And I improv- know it scares people that haven't grown up with it, but it's way different than people think. Is it improv?
1: It is kind of yeah. Are you like, like,
2: people, uh, I like think that some tongues? people put it on, but uh. like some people do it. They're like feeling that. it. They're
1: really. Did you ever do it?
2: And but then sometimes it really is like a spiritual experience. That's like I can't even describe it.
1: Can I ask you? But if, it is
2: kind of scary if you didn't grow up in it. Do like you, I totally.
1: Do you think? <laughs> did you ever do it? I did. Yeah. Of and do you think that the people that are having a real ecstatic experience? Because mm. by the way, I totally believe you. That. The people that that there are people that are really feeling something move through yeah. them. Yeah. Do you think that something is just them having an ecstatic experience, or is actually they are channeling a, a what are they supposed to be channeling? An angel? What the are they? Holy Spirit? Yeah. Do you think that's like a real thing coming out of their mouth, or just they're having a an internal like experience?
2: You know, it's really hard that I always think like my belief is like we're not supposed to understand everything, mm. and that like you know how when people do yoga, they're on a different dimension sure yeah like they're like connecting to something a higher power right like i think a lot of religions probably similar but they're calling it different things or like i definitely think it's you're connecting to something i mean
0: there's a reason why when you meditate you're supposed to be in a very specific position so obviously position like positioning your body in a certain way can make you more receptive so i totally agree with you and i think that's a really good way to put it Moshe is like a real he's like a realist like if he doesn't see it he doesn't believe it um it's also maybe part of the man's problem
1: you think it's a male issue (laughs) (laughs) you think men are the only people that don't believe in ghosts you think all women believe in ghosts it's Uh, interesting
2: to me that you don't believe in ghosts
1: why okay we've done this before on this podcast (laughs) but the the, people
2: have seen them
1: we've done
2: i heard a table drag, drag across the floor in another room
1: what well, does that mean? You heard a noise? No, no. It, well, the table you know was in a different
2: was... place when I went into the room. You don't believe me, though.
1: It's not I that do. I don't believe you. I believe that you heard that and yeah. that, that the table was in a different place. I'm just not with you on the leap that there must have been like Casper and they're like, do, 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 I'm moving this chair. But they do don't
0: lo- look like Casper, honey. <laughs> what do they look like? Well, the ones I have s- in my old house, people told me that it was like, Two, people different people, two different people told me it was a man who was mad dressed in the third, like from the thirties. Uh,
1: why are they always yeah. from the thirties? I mean, there've been a that lot, is lot of interesting. And l- they
0: told Duncan, get out of this house, get out of
1: this <gasps> house, get out of this house.
2: They told Duncan to get out of the house. <laughs> what do you think that is?
1: Maybe it was you. I know. I believe when, when I'm, it's actually connected to the question I'm asking about ton, uh, speaking in tongues. Yeah. I believe that Duncan heard get out yeah. of this house and had that experience. Do I think that means that there was a dead person's spirit going good out of this house? No, I, d- I just don't. I don't. And but why are they always from the
2: 30s? Yeah, that is. They're not it's a light, all. a beam of light.
1: If mm. I could see, do you know how happy I would be if I saw a ghost? I would be so, I would be. <laughs> I would be so thrilled to come onto this podcast and say, I saw a ghost I believe now. Nothing would make me happier on earth. Because then I would say, oh, now we die, we aren't <laughs> gone. There, we're, we get to haunt places and tell Duncan Trestle to leave.
2: It could be because you're not like for, okay, speaking in tongues, it's like you are connecting with the Holy Spirit. It's sort of a, like a prayer that only God could hear or like understand. Or it's like you are, I do believe like you are connecting to a higher power. But you have to be open to it. Like it wouldn't just come over you and you feel that and do that without you believing that you could, I guess. And so for ghosts, like if you're not open to it, maybe you won't see them. I've actually prayed not to see them.
1: So there are there are spirits of dead people. But they only appear to people that already <laughs> believe in them. That's
2: well. I don't think. No. I think some. I think if you're totally closed off to seeing anything, I'm right? Open. All right. Ghost, let me ask kids you this. See stuff go, all the time. Ghosts come and get me. But kids are dumb. Oh God. You, I don't just push that, that energy I'm off a, of a, me. Yeah. yeah I, 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 I live with them. I don't want him to come s- and get s-
1: us. S- no. I do not want to go.
2: Wait. Honey, I don't want to be here late at night. Because I do not want to see what visits
1: you. You adopted a ghost. Its name is Bunny. <laughs> and it's got the spirit of a dead man's face <laughs> she, in it she does snout. look like a
2: person <laughs> yes yeah,
0: she Wait, does Wait, i have a question yeah. moshe do you believe in affirmations do you believe yeah, that words yeah. you say can oh, make
1: yeah. a difference? i, I, I
2: really believe in that so I, why I
1: totally do you do. think
0: that that can change is that magic
1: that's not magic at all energy it's, you know i liken affirmations to actually comedy right comedy uh, you know and and everything is has an element of if you believe it it it, it becomes true mm-hmm. like manifestation if, if you believe in that it, it's not even manifestation so much as like if you're a killer right like you do you you crush on stage right okay. you would you would describe yourself as a person that crushes on stage. that's the only way you would ever describe yourself correct
2: yeah i feel like i'm a no. magnetic
1: talent great so if you're <laughs> a magnetic talent no but it's true you think you're a magnetic talent Right. Um, there's you, a little
2: bit of delusion that because I, I first i was bad and then i think the delusion's helpful right the, no it, yes
1: thinking i'm a magnetic talent yeah the next time you get on stage you're gonna like go for it a little bit more Mm -hmm. be less um uh, self-conscious really go for it they say it it, it's proven that um that uh The fastest runners in the world, the difference between like the fastest runners in the world and the second fastest runners in the world is like a tenth of a second, right? Mm -hmm. And they, I heard this, uh, like there was a study done on on the difference between the fastest and the second fastest and it was all psychological. Uh, All the fastest people are just like, I'm a champion and I can win. That's the thing that kind of like pops them over the... So that's what affirmation is. If you're walking through the world going like, I'm a piece of shit, nothing ever goes my way, nobody likes me, I suck, I'm ugly, then you're going to, to be diminished in every interaction. You're going to have less success in those interactions. If you walk through the world like, I'm awesome, everybody wants me, things are going to go my way, then it starts to reinforce itself. To me, that's not like spiritualism. That's like, that's.
2: Oh, yeah, totally. Because then it's like every interaction you have, if it's negative, you'll be like, well, that's because I suck. And not, well, that's because that person sucks.
1: That's because I suck. And then the next mm-hmm. interaction, you'll you'll bring even more I suck energy to it. And it, it just perpetuates itself.
2: Something you said just healed me.
1: Oh, I <laughs> love that.
0: I think it's interesting because I was telling Moshe, because I grew up Catholic, in Judaism, they don't have the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And that is this interesting thing in Christianity, the Holy Spirit. And sometimes it's called the Holy Ghost. Yeah. So it's almost like this belief being reinforced at every service of like, you have Something that direct connection. Higher, yeah. yeah.
1: Well, they have a, a version of the Holy Spirit. It's just an attribute of God called the Shekhinah. Mm. And it's like it is the kind of divine feminine within... The thing that Jews have, that Christians uh, branched out from, is we didn't separate it out into different entities of God, right? It's all like one thing. It's oh, every So there's like God has this Shekhinah kind of like fem vibes god's got this like masculine you know ll vibe which is the man the like sort of the mm-hmm. man god and it's all kind of contained into one thing the and the christians split it into this into the, this trinity
0: well, I think that finding a church would be good, but I also think that, like...
1: I did not know we were going to try to get you to <laughs> go to church on this podcast. Well,
0: I was just thinking, like, because I learned a while ago, like, you can pray in your own words. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really helpful, too, because growing up Catholic, it was just all about Hail Mary and saying exactly what they said, and it felt so rote. But, like, you can just talk to God as yourself.
2: Do right? you guys pray like, pray like that? Do you I pray? do. Yeah. I do. You're a prayerer? Yeah. But Yeah, I do, like, throughout the day. Like... I think that's really nice. It gets, it helps. I, I pray, pray away pray the gay,
1: the and I, I know that's not. <laughs> that's why you, you want like. me to go to church. Yeah. <laughs> you hate gay people. <laughs> I started giving you pamphlets of extremely conservative Los Angeles-based churches. I just think this would help. That's all. Wait,
2: I got scared. You guys were going to say something about S. Scientology. Uh,
1: oh, Scientology. I thought you meant Satan. <laughs> Who? Are you, no. What are you more scared of? Scientology, Satan, or ghosts?
2: Oh, that is so, I think, <laughs> oof, wait, well, hmm, I'm not scared of Satan yeah. because God, I'm a God girl. So God's protecting me.
1: God's got your back.
2: Um, Scientology, I'll just say I don't go to inside and I don't talk about it. Have I ever,
1: <laughs> have I ever told you that I, I, I must have said this on the podcast <laughs> that I once went to the Scientology Center on a date. That, a, that I did a long time ago. I, I had reservations at a dinner And it was like two hours later than we thought, and it was near the Scientology center. And I was like, "Why don't we go in there and take the?" uh, I've never seen it. So we walk, (gasps) we walk in, and we take a tour. And it was first of all, the interior design scheme is literally if you went to a production designer and were like, "Make me a like, I want like a (gasps) cult headquarters." Could you make it like a cult headquarters? You guys
2: were there as a joke.
1: We were there. Yes. Okay, I didn't go. Yeah, I did. We were there to like. You've
2: dated other people.
1: In my life, <laughs> yes, yeah, cheater. Yeah, no, it wasn't good. Is um, that the
0: whole story, honey? Because we do have someone waiting on the line.
1: <laughs> okay, no, no. no <laughs> I, oh,
0: okay. Tell it. Tell. It. Well, I was just moving us on. <laughs> uh, I didn't that's
1: a endless honeymoon. Yes, ending.
2: No, no. Oh, bunny has something. Oh, it's just a leaf. Okay.
1: Anyway, the point is, they I don't know us, how
2: much longer this dog has in her. <laughs>
1: they showed us around... Wait, you guys
2: kissed inside the Scientology we building? We didn't
1: kiss, but we, we took a personality test. They were like, oh, do you want to take the personality test? I was like, sure, that so sounds great. So they have your data. Uh, no, I fa- I, I'm <laughs> okay, i okay. not dumb enough that I give them the real stuff. I give them okay, a fake good. one. I took the test, and then she took the test. Separate rooms, and we came back, and my guy was like, oh, here's the here's the line of normal... And you're like way down below the line of normal. And guess what the solution is? It's Scientology. And I was like, oh, what a funny, what a funny, like, I mean, it's just so obvious as a person that's not looking for answers. Like what, a, that, that, that's just oh a scam God. to they get just, you to join up. They say up. it to everyone. No, they don't. Because then my fucking date walks out of her thing and she says, "Yeah, they said I was all good. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck?
2: Wait, do you feel like you said something to make them want you and not want her then? You actually won because they are like, oh, we're interested in him. Oh, we're, we're like, we're, you're good. You don't have to come that's here. Funny you have to I, be pretty lost. I
1: always took it as them seeing her and going, okay, we're not going to be able to get her. She's she's too smart. Really? But maybe we could get this guy. That's That was how I interpreted it. But I like your interpretation. They were like... This guy seems sexy for our group.
2: Well, I was thinking they saw something in you that they wanted. And with her, they're like, we don't want her here. Maybe she <laughs> had a weird hair or something.
1: She had beautiful, God, the most gorgeous, beautiful, luscious hair. She just had He does not se-
2: mean that. <laughs> I think I'm, most, I'm more scared of ghosts then. Because Scientology, I'm not scared of because I'm not a part of it. Satan, God is protecting me. Ghosts, God's protecting me, but also I don't want to see that. Mm. And so
3: you've
0: had a ghost experience uh,
2: besides <laughs> the table?
0: Anything that could convince motion. My mom
2: has seen a lot of stuff. Does Everybody, that interest it's you? It's always somebody's mom.
1: <laughs> it's always someone removed My brother. From hmm. Oh, I know somebody that saw something very scary. <laughs> okay. <laughs> was it you? Mm, no, but I saw a table move once.
0: She
2: That's heard the crazy. table move. Would
1: you go to The Exorcist? The the, the, was, the upcoming Exorcist film? Is that your vibe? Oh, would I,
2: go, I thought you, you were Do you go to saying, like
1: really scary movies?
2: I like to watch a scary movie as long as I'm with someone. I don't want to go alone. But um oh, it's
1: like church. You don't want to go by yourself. <laughs> yeah. It'll be sad. Oh my gosh. I don't
2: think I'd see that in the theater, though.
1: <laughs> I'm going to go. I'm excited for The Exorcist. All right, let's get, okay. let's get it moving. you
2: go by yourself, though?
1: I would. I would okay. go to a horror movie by myself.
0: Okay, well, let's take a call and share some of this God wisdom and positivity.
1: Let's see if we can convert whoever comes up on the line <laughs> to one of our religions. Hey Tosh. Yeah Moosh. I've been thinking about something lately.
0: Lay it on me. I've
1: been thinking about leaving, starting a new life, a new family, and a new state. But other than that, I've also been thinking about the fact that people call in constantly and we often say, you know, you maybe need to run this by a therapist.
0: Yes, especially now with the change of seasons happening, that can affect you. We have a lot of trauma from the pandemic that shall not be named.
1: You just named it. The fun days of summer
0: are ending. School is starting with moms. We have kids in school starting. It's just a lot to deal with. And And if you're anything like me, dealing with a special needs husband, it's been really challenging for me. Or Um, maybe
1: you just need to have a conversation that you aren't comfortable doing solo you gotta get a third person in the room to listen. It doesn't matter who they are sometimes, it just matters that they're not you. But Talkspace not only has a person ready who isn't you, they have trained professionals that are easy, accessible, affordable, and can keep a secret.
0: Yeah, why wait? Sometimes people wait until something bad happens to them to talk to a therapist. Why would you do that? You can get a therapist through Talkspace Therapy. They can help you shift your perspective, find tools to cope in difficult times, and be a guiding light.
1: Now, this podcast we know is a guiding light, but if you need a more personalized guiding light, we really recommend Talkspace. At Talkspace.com, you can sign up online and get a personalized match with a provider that's right for you, typically within 48 hours.
0: It's incredibly convenient to have virtual sessions with your licensed therapist from the comfort of your home.
1: Talkspace, lets you you send messages to your therapist so that you don't have to wait for your next session. If you're stressing out, you just hit them up. As a listener of this podcast, you'll get $80 off your first month with Talkspace when you go to Talkspace.com slash honeymoon.
0: Did you say $80, I said $80. You have to do this for yourself. To match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com slash honeymoon, get $80 off your first month, and show your support for this show. That's Talkspace.com slash honeymoon. Yay, I'm so
1: excited. Oh, this is gonna be. These people
0: might be here for you.
2: Well, I was wondering if anybody would reach out. (laughs) Well, because we posted it. Look how cute we look.
0: Okay, we are gonna call Kate in San Diego.
1: Kate, let's see. Oh, San Diego, a lot of Christians. Let's see. I will (laughs) be in
0: San Diego soon too. So hopefully, Kate will come see me and Ricky Lindholm performing Mm. in San Diego. At what
1: venue? I don't know. The American Comedy Company. Possibly. I'm gonna be there in December. Look
0: on my Instagram. Okay, good. Yeah. Okay. Are we calling her? Okay.
4: Hi, Kate.
1: Kate, what's your relationship like with the living Christ? <laughs> Kate. <laughs> you sound Jewish when you try to speak Wait, in isn't tongue. that
0: kind of what it <laughs> no, sounds, it sounds like? Don't they kind of
1: do like, like a vaguely. Shikai. It does sound. I thought they kind of emulate Hebrewish. Sounds. Oh, interesting. That's, I never that's thought of that. that's always been my impression. Can you do like just a, one second of it? Well, see, the thing is that's interesting is
2: I don't put it on. So okay. when it happened to me, it kind of it really, I couldn't help it. Okay. But some people do kind of fake it.
1: Kate, can you hear us? But well, we oh, can't she hear can. you. Yeah, now I can. Oh, Kate, great! Thank you, thank you. How are you?
0: I'm fantastic. How are you? It's Natasha, Mosha, and Meg Stalter.
2: Hi, Gay. Oh,
1: <laughs> so she's one of Moshe our fans. Mosha doesn't like
2: gay people.
1: <laughs> that <laughs> so was a big reveal that he happened. He said he didn't want people to
2: say hi, Gay. Yeah, that was year. like sort of
1: one rule I had when Meg was begging to do the podcast. I said none <laughs> of the none of the guests can say hi. Sorry gay. about
2: that. I like lo- I love it, but. Already starting off on a bad note.
5: I apologize.
0: Um, Kate, how can we help you?
5: Um, So my question um, has to do with dealing with someone who is very, very close to me, their family, who um, has an addiction issue and um, I don't really know how to approach it with them. Um, So I was hoping I could get some, some help on that.
0: Uh, when is, you... is it a, is, is it, um, how close do you, how, how do you like this person?
1: How do you like them?
5: <laughs> how close do you, how do you like them? Like them <laughs> you what? I like them a lot.
1: Okay. You, um, no, you...
5: they're, um, just trying to, you know, I don't want to say their name or anything like that just to protect
2: them
1: just describe them in a way that we it'll be very clear who you're talking about and,
2: and what's their address their
1: address <laughs> you don't have to say their name but just say a lot of identifying features gotcha um, okay when,
5: they have green eyes and I brown know, hair
1: i know who you're talking um, about
5: yeah no they're a, they're like a mentor figure to me
1: when you say mm. approach them what do you mean by that do you mean how to take care of yourself do you mean how to call them out on their addiction do you mean what 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 does approach them mean
5: So um, this person has um, fallen into some trouble financially um, and is now bankrupt. Don't give them money. And that is due to what I believe is a gambling addiction Mm -hmm. um, that they don't know that I know about. I got it. And they told me about their legal troubles um, confidentially, um, and asked me not to say anything else to anyone else, like in our immediate circle. And I don't think that's the right move because mm. from my own experience, like you need a support network, you need, um, people to hold you accountable. And I just see them like spiraling further and further into what they think is this like secret, <laughs> gambling life that they have um and they're not like actually improving their situation so I don't know if I should break their trust and the promise that I made to them and like tell other people about this who are in our circle or if I should just let them be an adult like they've asked me to do
0: I mean isn't it true that we can't make someone Mm -hmm. stop doing something
1: well that's what that's what sprung to my mind is you say that you need a support group to keep you accountable. But even more important than that, you need to be willing to be held accountable like that. Willingness is like without that, it doesn't matter what other people are doing, holding it. it that's immaterial. Uh, you ha- they have to actually be willing to change or there's literally nothing you can do except find strategies to kind of take care of yourself mm-hmm. in this situation and protect yourself. Meg, do you have any thoughts here?
2: Well, I have a couple really big thoughts. And my number one one of my thoughts is, I wonder if you've ever been interested in going to El Anon. And I've to follow heard. that up,
1: this is a, this is a good, good I suggest.
2: Would suggest a book that has changed my life called The Codependent No More.
1: Mm.
2: Um, because uh, I've sort of I know exactly how you feel and we really cannot force someone to take accountability or it doesn't matter who you tell it nothing will change unless the person wants to and it's really heartbreaking but what you have to do is take care of yourself because it's also unfair for you to be in this position for someone to put all of that on you and what i would say is i'd say i'm really sorry that you're going through that you know you're in my heart and when you're ready to get help i can you know I suggest going to AA or whatever sort of support groups. Gamblers Anonymous. Yeah. There's an AA th- for there that, There is right? Gamblers Anonymous, Okay. Yeah. And I would say because that could really help you. But in the meantime, I would, for you, really focus on what could help you because it's not really fair for you to have to decide who is going to help this person mm-hmm. if they're not helping themselves. That's such a
0: self-compassionate
2: view.
1: It's but it's not just self-compassionate. Because
0: it Meg's mm. like, how can you take care of yourself in this situation? Yeah. But that's, it's not
1: just, you're right that it is that, but it's not just self-compassionate. It's actually in the situation where a person with addiction isn't willing to change. Mm. It's literally the only thing you can do. Mm-hmm. It, there isn't an op, there's not a third option, which is, I mean, in, um, interventions are, are good in order to pull the cover off of the lie part, but they, they don't necessarily, right. it just means that now the information is on the table. And so it doesn't necessarily mean that that person is going to change at all. Interventions don't mm. always work. In fact, I'd say they probably work as a weird term, but they, they don't always work like the person goes, oh, I do have a problem. You're right. I'm going to get better now. But what they do is they stop this, this sort of veil of secrecy that a lot of addiction uh, requires in order to function. It functions in shadows, much like the demon mm. spirits that I've welcomed into my life on this podcast. <laughs> but, like, um, but so I think that... Do you have a, a a bird, a pet bird?
5: <laughs> no, I have a child.
1: You have a child, oh. okay. Because it was a I pet bird, I was going to say my first suggestion is get rid of it. But the child, I think you should keep. <laughs> um, and and I think I think going to yes, gamblers. Uh, uh, I'm sure there's a. Gambler's Anonymous corollary to to Al-Anon. But if there isn't in in your Al-Anon can still help, though. Al-Anon can help. Uh, It's
0: like people who are adjacent to people with addictions or connected and love people with addictions. And you want to help and save them and... I mean, I I have a brother who's addicted to alcohol and he's, his life is kind of a mess. And, you know, my mom's always begging me to not give him any money, you know, and it's like what she's learned all these years. And it's like, and I don't give him money anymore because I know he immediately is going to spend it on alcohol and I don't want to be the person who he calls to always need help. And it's like, I think also with this, you have to not give them any money. Mm -hmm. And the other thing is people are going to find out.
1: Yeah, and you're just
0: the first person to find out.
1: Keeping secrets for a person with an addiction issue, whatever the addiction is, is like a, it's a, it's a, it's it's a automatic strategy that a lot of addicts have. Is like, hey, you you take why don't you take some of the burden of this shame that I'm living with, and you and let's do shame together. That's a, uh, that's, <laughs> a uh-uh. that's, mm. that's a uh uh. That's awful. It's true though. What did you get out of? I've never read Codependent No More. What what was what were your gems that you took away from it?
2: Um, I you know I think it's a lot about really torturing yourself over like y- when you grow up with someone that struggles with addiction, you're constantly trying to like make everything okay and you're not really putting your needs first. So I think sometimes I have to be like, wait, am I like, I think it's helped me with boundaries a lot. Like, cause I think that's something that, y- that may be helpful is um, you shouldn't feel guilty if you can't give this person, I wouldn't give that person money cause it's not then it's actually not helping if they're struggling, and it's not fair to you to be asked that. So I think codependent no more. <laughs> but let me ask oh, you. No,
0: this. I think that's a really good. <laughs> I, suggestion. I think it helps you have a like question. take care of yourself. Is that if she wants to confide though in let's say another relative about mm. this, is that wrong? And is there something proactive she can just say to clean her side of the street to the person? Like, should she say like I think you need help?
2: Yeah, I for me, I would have a boundary of saying listen, like you're putting a lot on me and I, I don't, unless you want to get help, I can't talk about it anymore. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I'm not going to keep, good.
1: I'm, I'm and, and saying out loud, I'm not going to keep secrets. Yeah, also I wouldn't
2: agree to keep the secret.
1: Yeah, it's not fair of you to ask me to keep your secret. I'm not going to do that. I'm, I, I, but if I, you
0: need resources, I'm here to help mm-hmm. and try to, right, not yeah. help financially, but you know.
1: Because the thing that happens with secrets and, and addiction a lot is that people put this, and it's not their fault, they're struggling with a mm. disease, uh, but it doesn't matter that it's not their fault because the thing they're doing is still harmful. And they say to you, they will use the love that you have for them to, to try to get you to conform to their will. So they say, if you loved me, you wouldn't embarrass me in this way. You would keep mm. the secret. And that's not what love is. Love is not uh, conditional and love is not secret and sick like that. Uh, that's disease. That's disease talking. And so it's so like telling to her telling you uh, them telling you like whether that you need to keep a secret or you're not engaged in loving behavior is is n- has nothing to do with your relationship with mm-hmm. that person it has everything to do with their relationship with their own addiction I would say
2: right I actually didn't know that I was codependent because I thought I was like, I'm so independent. But codependent means you're putting someone's needs before your own and you're really. Yeah. And you're kind of like, oh, my God, I'm codependent. People pleasing and being like, well, it's more important that they're happy than if even if it bothers me that they've done this thing.
5: Wait, that's like every mom. Yeah. <laughs> that's true
1: that's
5: pretty much my life
1: 24-7 we have found that mm-hmm. well
5: maybe with kids though we
0: can't really we have to be there for them because it's what we signed up for but maybe with friends and mm-hmm. with you know but
1: I honestly even think with kids this notion that in order to love them correctly you have to put their needs above your own i think that's a false dichotomy i don't really buy that like, yeah but
0: i want to sleep in she has to go to bed she has to go to school by 8:10 sure. i you know it's like her needs are above mine there
1: are static realities but the idea that like i don't need to take care of my own self mm-hmm. because i love this person yeah. that's not true mm-hmm. i think that that's yeah. in any relationship we have found the name by the way of the Al-Anon corollary for gambling addiction and it sounds a lot like a demon, uh, it is Gamanon. Gamanon, Gamanon, I welcome you into my life. Gamanon, take over my that household. Is scary. That's... Come, come to my table, Gamanon. Take over my spirit, dear Gamanon.
2: And I'm I'm pushing that energy off me because it does sound <laughs>
1: scary. Is that something I you would? I guess
5: be... just like yeah, I would definitely be interested in that. But I guess what I'm also wondering is like, am I enabling the behavior to continue? By not telling other people in our circle, because they keep putting this person unintentionally in situations that makes their various addictions much worse. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's why you need to
0: say to the person what something like what Meg said. You know, I don't feel comfortable keeping this secret, and you know, I, I'm here for you if you need help, but I, I can't do you. I, I can't be asked to do that. Maybe to keep
5: this. Yeah, yeah.
0: Cause then, cause then you can, if you feel like you need to tell the other mm. person who's enabling them, you can, you know, and maybe you can even say, and I'm, I mean, you're obviously worried about this person. You just called a podcast. Like it's gotten bad. I, yeah, it's true. Yeah. Are you saying
2: that I'm other people worried. are like giving them money and stuff? No,
5: no. This person is like the life of the party. Um Like if you, if you want free drinks like this is the person who's gonna buy them for you they're also like compulsive spenders Mm -hmm. so like when we're in these events with friends and family like they'll buy like they'll buy the whole meal for people when they can't afford to do so Mm -hmm. um and like they're just constantly like buying things as a form of like hey i want to be liked but um And it's not the other people in our circle's fault because they have no idea what this person is going through. Um, I just happen to be the only one. And um, it's just frustrating because we're constantly in these situations where I see this person just like dig the hole they're in deeper and deeper because they're not holding themselves accountable.
2: I think you're still putting a lot of like responsibility on yourself to fix it and tell Mm -hmm. people and be like, well, do I tell everyone or do I tell this person and... It's really, you. Uh, I think the codependent book will help you know that it's not, um, or even like finding support for this, that it's not yeah. your responsibility to know who to tell and how to tell them if it comes, I would tell them I'm not going to keep the secret then if it comes up naturally or... If, if it's helpful to you, but it's not your responsibility. And yeah. next time you guys go out to
0: lunch or with dinner or whatever, bring cash yeah. and pay for your, your stuff. You and know what I mean? Like yeah, just always definitely. make that a habit. And it's like, you Meg's right. You can't control with this whole group. I mean, if you lived with the person, it would be affecting you more because it would be affecting your direct finances. So I think you would have to be a little more involved.
1: I say, yeah, next time you guys all go out to eat, wait, do you, is this affecting your finances? You're making, you're making faces like maybe it is. Are you actually experiencing consequences (laughs) from this person's behavior? Okay. So yeah, I think that what you are suffering from right now is a lack of information. Like there's no way, like, even though Meg has all this um, experience with, Codependent no more, and it changed <laughs> her personal book. life.
2: <laughs> I'm like I wrote them. No, but
1: I'm saying like that's it significant. It's a significant yeah. resource, and even though I I spent a long time in recovery and know a lot about, I, I feel like I know a lot about like the addictive mind and stuff like that. There's no way you were going to get enough sufficient tools on this podcast to go, okay, I know what the best strategy is for me moving forward. That's yeah. why going to something like Gamanon or going to a therapist who specializes in uh, mm-hmm. addiction in the family, getting like literally collecting a set of tools and information uh, for best practices. And then once you have all that information... Approaching this situation in a way that protects yourself, especially now that you're saying that it's possible that their behavior could have implications, consequences on you. Uh, you know, you've got your, you've got a family that you have to worry about, like uh, financially do, yeah. and physically. And so, right now, it sounds like, and this is classic. This is a classic situation that people that have people close to them um, that have addiction issues find themselves in. Is you love the person so much, you find yourself uh, ignorant, no offense, like not just not knowing what to do and, uh, and heartbroken. And you go, what the hell do I do? There are all these resources in order to collect. And I think Meg's right. It's probably going to be less satisfying than you think, because there isn't probably a resource out there that's going to allow you to save this person that you love. There is a resource out there that's going to give you the tools to figure out how to protect yourself so that they don't destroy you in the process of destroying themselves. And then you wait around long enough to hope that they get better on their own.
5: Gotcha. So it's kind of a bit of both. Set the boundary, get resources, but also let them be an adult.
0: And and also it's going to be hard for you to confront them because they might be like, I don't have a problem. How dare you? Or whatever, you know? So it's like that's Yeah,
5: that's already happened. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So that's not going to be fun. And it's you know maybe you want to do it on the phone because of that, or I don't know, you know what, whatever makes it easier for you.
1: I would say go get the tools first, your mm. first order of business. Mm. read codependent no more. Find a therapist who's who's um, uh, um, competent in, in addiction and the family issues. Go to an online gamanon meeting if, if you're not comfortable enough to actually go to one in person. There's definitely ones on Zoom. Get all this information, and yeah, th-
0: you can say i've even I've even sat through one,
1: yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: one of the meetings, you know, and and I'm, and I'm considering going to Al-Anon. I'm not an alcoholic. Well, you know, it's like, I, I feel like, you know, it's, it's, it's in, the proof is in the life. You know, if, 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 if your life is like in shambles and your finances are like totally fucked up and you don't know what you're doing and you're confiding in your friends that you're, you fucked up. It's like, yeah, you need help.
2: And a lot of it's not feeling guilty if that person comes to you asking for help and not being able to help them because they're not really, you know, if they ask you for money mm-hmm. or something, it's right. like, well, you're not helping yourself in these ways. I can't give you any money right now.
1: It's not sounding like help. It's sounding like you want money to go to the yeah. slots. <laughs> I mean, I would say that would that the first thing I would do before you go get the tools is cut financial ties with this person. Uh, protect yourself like literally immediately because you just don't yeah. know. Even you who are very close to this person have no idea the depths of uh, how bad it might be. And you might turn around one day and go, "Oh wow, I just got." Stri-. I mean, you just don't know when it comes to dealing with yeah. addiction. There is an unknown situation where people will hurt you, even though they still love you. And I would say, protect yourself at all costs. I think mm-hmm. that is the yeah. That's how I would approach it. Did
5: we help you at all, Kate? Yeah, you did absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's um. I, I guess kind of a question that doesn't have like an easy answer. So, well, I'm but. sorry you're
0: going through this, and.
5: It's been going on, so I'm I'm over the sadness part now. I'm just at the frustration part.
1: All right. Well, yeah. The, the, try to change that baby's diapers, <laughs> and uh... no, there's like a line in the AA book that says when someone has cancer, uh, everybody is sad, but nobody's up, uh, nobody's upset and hurt. Like that's the real heartbreak of addiction is it's a disease that also is expulsive. It's a disease that harms people like shrapnel and it sucks. Like when someone's sick with a disease where it just hurts them, all you feel is sadness and pity. Now you have sadness and pity like they had a regular disease and also betrayal, hurt, fear. You can't trust the person. They might be stealing from you. Resentment because they took your money. All of that. And then you start to feel guilty about your own reaction to their sickness. Oh, if I really love this person, Mm -hmm. then I would just love them for the... Uh, it's just you're you are the person right now that needs to be treated not your friend or whoever this person is you're the person that needs to to treat to needs treatment to figure out how to get better and then all the other stuff can have an environment to grow
2: and it probably also feels like you probably feel really guilty like Mm -hmm. okay i feel guilty what if i just gave them a little bit more money or what Mm -hmm. if i tell this person should i tell this but you shouldn't feel guilty and you need to just take care of your boundaries and yourself because you didn't do anything wrong and it's not your responsibility to fix it. You can do
0: it,
1: but you can start with one thing. You do can do it at your
2: kids' nap time.
1: But you can start with one thing: order Codependent No More from Amazon when we get off this Zoom, or or go to go to find a look up Google people in San Diego that are therapists that know about uh addiction, or just take one little step because you're right, it's overwhelming. Okay, you need to go to Gammon, get a therapist, buy a book, <laughs> and then set some healthy boundaries and call your bank and cut. No, start with one thing start with one thing and 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 just take care of yourself and
0: pray honey
1: oh that's right don't
0: forget to
5: pray Mm -hmm.
1: find a queer uh, friendly church in your local area (laughs) and take meg to church please
5: (laughs) all right well good luck kate thank you i appreciate it
0: wait meg that's so crazy I, i never knew that codependent was people
1: pleasing
2: i know i said somebody told me i was codependent i said absolutely i'm not and then I'm they, definitely people pleaser. I'm. I definitely am a people pleaser.
1: Honey, you don't need to read codependent code no more, <laughs> Meg. Please, please stop. Please stop. <laughs>
2: you, I don't. I. You might be codependent. Like if you are people pleaser and you think, okay, like if someone's upset with me, I feel like I'm gonna die.
1: Could, would it, like, I feel like right. I'd do anything to fix it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm
2: working through that because I shouldn't. If someone's upset, it's like, well, people get upset all the time. Well, the crazy part, mm-hmm. and
1: it's most stark in addiction issues, actually, but mm-hmm. it's in general, is that not only does um, people pleasing, is it that harmful to you, the person that's the people pleaser? Yeah. But it, it doesn't actually please the people, no, usually. Right. It usually. It usually has, it's usually not like what you actually want them to be doing. It's it's some other thing that they think is going to make you not hate them. So it mm-hmm. never feels like the thing that right. is pleasant anyway.
0: You don't think like taking care of everyone around you is like kind of in women's, women's blood memory? Right, or that is
2: a people pleaser. Pleasing. When We've it, been taught to do that. Yeah. Like
0: you just kind of take care of yeah. everything and then, Oh, you know, here's dinner and let me do the dishes and are you ready for work. honey? Well, let, me and let me just get say you strongly
1: that, that taking care of things around the house and the kid and stuff like that, that is good and healthy and not people pleasing <laughs> behavior. That's good.
2: <laughs> well, do you feel bad if someone's mad at you? Yes. See,
1: I mm-hmm. mean, who doesn't feel bad if someone's mad but at them? But
2: it's like tort. It's like, I think with. I'll send texts. I'll yeah. try to like figure out how yeah. to like handle it. It's a little more it. torture. Yeah.
0: Oh, that's interesting. All right. I'm going to check out this book as or well. Or say
2: you're late, but you're right. Because like, say I'm late to something and I'm like, I'm so sorry. People want to get over it, right? Instead of me apologizing the whole day. Din- I'm so, so- God. Yeah. I can't believe I, if I just left and all these excuses and all these apologies, they probably want me to be like, sorry about that. Like, let's order.
1: I, and and they're not pleased, in fact. They're like annoyed. No, it's not pleasant. How, <laughs> she all wouldn't she did, shut up but, yeah. about
2: how sorry she was.
5: Okay,
0: well, you're familiar with the podcast. Would you like to listen to some secrets? Absolutely. Can't wait
2: to dive in. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, know, have I said that, that I listen to every episode of this podcast? You have to, And me I know that. it's freaked. I think at first when we met, it freaked you out. No,
0: it didn't. Really? I was impressed. I was it's, glad that you liked flattering. it. It's
1: flattering. We love that. Okay, And on. we're so happy to have you on.
2: <laughs> I'm so happy to be on. <laughs>
1: There was a long pause there. I know,
2: because I, I got tangled up we in the cords. Did you see that? Oh, and no, I, was like, I missed oh, wait. <laughs> <it>.
1: <laughs> I just want you to leave your dog here for a couple of days. You like just her? Foster her. Yeah, I want to foster her underbite.
2: She's sweet. I mean, the her running
1: around was... I love that you have two different dogs in your life. Like your like soul dog uh, mm-hmm. that you grew up with. And then this dog is more of like a little bit like a thirsty, clingy person you're dating. <laughs> you're like, yeah, no, they're very nice, but like... <sighs> it's like, a lot it's not perfect
2: she's my newborn baby like she's a, she has imprinted as soon as she woke up from surgery once you get them from the pound they fix them oh right she woke up from surgery she's been attached ever since
1: i thought maybe you gave her the underbite that's what you're referring to in surgery <laughs> she, ever
2: since her mouth surgery <laughs> when i
0: found blanche she was pregnant you found her outside mm-hmm. uh, and she had oh five babies oh blanche she
2: looked at me like That's right. And they were all
0: black with a white stripe down the middle of their heads. You didn't keep them? No.
1: I had
2: to keep them for eight weeks. Oh, Blanche. Miss B.
1: Let's, Miss B (laughs) and Miss S, let's do some (laughs) secrets.
3: This is a very dumb secret, but I have been lying about my dog's birthday because I wanted to be closer to my birthday. (laughs) Uh, Nobody knows. Nobody cares, but (laughs) I want my birthday to be closer to my dog's birthday so we can give presents to her and each other. Thank you. Meg's
0: like, maybe I don't... (laughs) Don't want a dog now.
2: I'm thinking, how often does that get brought up?
1: <laughs> now, what's this dog's birthday? What's the birthday to the dog?
2: Well, well that's close what? to your birthday. I bet you guys give each other gifts. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. like, what? Does
0: anyone know their dog's birthday? I remember I found Cutie, like, the first week of January, but what? I never remember. No, it.
1: vets do this thing where they send you a card. Uh, they send you, like, a postcard saying, like, it's almost their birthday. And they don't know their birthday. It's, like, literally a year since the first time you brought them for a checkup. And I remember last year it was Cutie's birthday, so we decided, oh, it's Cutie's birthday, we should buy her this the, at the, oh, that at was the a pet mess. store. They have like a dog cupcake, <laughs> and it's got like blue frosting. And we're like, here's it's a cupcake for a dog. She ate it, and the whole day, the whole house was covered in neon blue diarrhea <gasps> and vomit. <laughs> oh, and it was God. it was insane the amount of, of vomit and diarrhea that could be produced from one dog cupcake. Never again, I would say.
0: I did it for the kids. I was like, oh, it's cute. It's cute bir- to, to was... celebrate their birthdays. Yeah. I guess. But um, yeah, that girl, first of all, I just want you to know you can make up your dog's birthday.
1: Yeah. Right? Also,
2: what's the dog giving you for your birthday? She said we give each other gifts. <laughs> 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 that is so funny! She's like, oh yeah, almost my dog's birthday. <laughs> also, you guys are ignoring an insane synchronicity we were just talking about dogs.
1: Oh yeah, that is true. Mm. Insane. How about that? Oh, that is it. <laughs> or it, epic, wait, as my wait, five-year-old on. would say. Hold on, I just had an epiphany. I do believe in ghosts. I think now, now that that's synchronicity happened. You have to believe in happened.
2: magic. I mean, what are the odds?
1: Yeah, no. A ghost must have created that situation. <laughs> there, there's no other explanation.
2: She was too naughty. <laughs> All right, do we have another
0: one? This might be dog-related, too. Hi,
3: Mosh. Hi, Tosh. Okay. So I work for a very conservative company. I'm very liberal. I can't out myself as an atheist liberal. And I regularly hold hands and pray with my co-workers and pretend that I Believe in the magic of Jesus and God and the creators of earth, but I'm an atheist and I am joyous about it, that I live a lie every day of my life, eight hours a day, 40 hours a week. That's all. Love that you guys. Thanks. I think it's nice that she
0: does that. It's almost like service. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like she's making them feel better.
1: All right. No? I, be- I believe.
2: I mean, that's a crazy synchronicity. I can't believe we're... we're I'm like, are you making the calls happen after no, you hear what we talk about?
1: It's it's weird that every person on our podcast today just needs to find a gay-friendly church. It's just like every person, <laughs> including your dog. Like,
2: Well, the- it would be wild if she was like, get off of me. They were trying to pray with her and she's like, get off of me now. And she like went out of the room. The woman that's praying at her work. <laughs> you guys looked at me you didn't know what i was talking
1: about i I missed a small part of it
2: (laughs) no she like she's she's doing it to appease them but it sounds like she's not very happy with it but it also she probably doesn't know how to be like get off i don't want to pray
1: what company makes you pray That is
2: interesting makes you pray i've
1: never i mean i've been around conservative they're not often like tugging you into the prayer room I, I don't, I don't know is. if I
0: would say something. I think I would just do it. Well,
1: it's illegal to make people pray at work. Do you
2: think it's just suggesting she feels awkward so she just does it?
1: What if she works for like a hardcore evangelical Christian organization? It uh, would
2: be kind of nice to just say like, I'm just going to sit in the back.
1: I'm going to sit there. Yeah,
2: she could say like, I'm going to excuse myself.
1: But there now Maybe. she's... No, see this? this is a crazy synchronicity. <gasps> Here's the problem with people pleasing mm-hmm. and codependency. She's too far in. She can't do it now. Now she's got to pray with them for the rest of the time she's there. Because if she were to stand up for herself and say, actually, I'm not interested in doing this, now they would go, oh, my God, what's wrong? You used to have this relationship with prayer and God. Mm-hmm. Now you don't. You're in trouble. Whereas if they had just in the very beginning said, oh, I'm good on this, nothing would have happened. Code must no be more. a
2: really religious company, though. You're right that it's interesting that I've never worked somewhere they made us pray Maybe so they it's pray hbo before. they didn't <laughs> HBO, we don't do that at hbo max
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> max didn't make you pray <laughs> what if
2: she works at a church and she just left that part That's out. What i
1: mean it's like the 700 club she's like they i don't know why they make me pray i just uh, it's a bible study group that i work for i don't my, think
2: god wants to be forced to do things
1: i feel like my mission right now and i don't know why i care is to get it's defined the perfect like like queer-friendly, awesome church. Just because I feel like I know it exists here, mm-hmm, and I want definitely. you to find it because I feel like <laughs> you're in the mecca of of where that awesome, cool church. And but you're
0: I, also in the mecca of people hating religion being brought into our lives mm-hmm. when we don't want it. Sure, like, sure. You know, Hollywood is very liberal. Yeah, for but for all way. my
1: like concrete materialism that I desire out of life, I really enjoy the times that I go to this temple because it's like, I like, mm. I'm not a big, very spiritual person and certainly not like a very mystical person, but I like ritual a lot and I think connecting yeah. to community in that way is like really nice and meaningful for me personally. We had a really nice r- new year. We had a Rosh Hashanah together. It was very sweet. I baked challah with my child. Oh. It was cute.
2: I actually think people in LA need God. And sure. <laughs> they need something. I actually feel like people in LA like, do want to connect to something spiritual? Like it feels like they're desperate for it.
0: And also Christianity, the umbrella just needs a makeover. Like yeah. there should not be like,
3: That's why do they
0: care who marries who? Like getting right. rid of all of that, like judging other people to be like them. There's so many gay. I know so more outdated. gay people than
2: straight people. God, why would God not... Dude, you okay?
1: Like that's your show, guys. What? It's religion makeover. It's like bar rescue. <laughs> so you go into like a hardcore Christian church and you just kind of zhuzh it up I a little bit. I can see us doing
0: that with religion. matching outfits.
2: <laughs> I can see me and you with matching outfits doing that. Religion makeover. Yeah, it's just like
1: queer eye for the pulpit or mm-hmm. something like that. But you go into like I'm talking, I'm talking hardcore hateful churches and you just kind of like girl to do it. You just kind of judge it a little bit. Hey,
2: don't try to get out of this. This is me and your yeah, show. You
1: guys, yeah. I mean, you're like,
2: yeah, that's a great idea for you. I'm pretty sure that you were
1: my partner in this. Meg, I would do anything with you. You are so funny, and you are—you have
0: such great advice. You got wisdom. Honestly, codependent
1: no more was such a good pull because you're right. It was like it wasn't. I always get weird, um, weirded out about suggesting and maybe Mm. uh, twelve-step stuff only because I know it's it doesn't work for everybody, and Mm. it does have a God component, like a spiritual component. So, like the two-prong of like. Something psychological and something like sort of sp- sort of more in the spiritual zone, is, I thought that was a very wise bit of advice. So
2: Well, that's the other thing is you can't really make anyone go to Al-Anon or AA or any of the groups, right? It's more like, oh, this is what I do. Like, you're not really supposed to like...
1: Well, it's a typical question. Yeah, yeah. A person calls in, there's somebody in their life with addiction, they say, can you give me advice on how to help them? And it's like, mm-hmm. no, but I can give you advice right. on how to help yourself. Right.
0: I went to like two Al-Anon meetings in my life and I swear to God, maybe one. And, like, I immediately broke up with the guy I was dating. Oh, wow. Like, like, but it was just for the best. Like, it was... Okay, yeah.
1: let's uh, take another call. No, <laughs> I'm just saying it.
0: I just remember being very powerful because I wasn't oh, going yeah. about him. I was going for oh, interesting. something else. But it just kind of made me, like, immediately have the strength to, like, create boundaries i didn't have before like i just feel like those those meetings wow. can be really good mm-hmm. yeah
1: no they are there is really powerful magic and in, in in that um kind of aikido that you do where you think you're there to help someone else and you you realize that you, you needed to help yourself um all right do we have another call
0: yeah let's take one more okay okay we're gonna call it michaela in nashville
1: hey tosh Yamos. i have a weird question
0: what is that
1: Is your titties comfortable or uncomfortable right now?
0: You know, my titties are undergoing a little bit of a refresh uh, because I now have Honey Love bras. I never wore bras before, Mm -hmm. and I was always so uncomfortable. As soon as I would walk in the door, I would throw my bra off, and I used to hate it. And then the pandemic came, and I was like, bras. But you know what? With Honey Love, you'll never experience that again. Their bras are so comfortable, you'll forget you're wearing them. And my tits look good. They're raised a little bit. I get compliments from my husband.
1: To be honest, I always thought they looked good, but I'm happy that they're comfortable. My main concern is your titty comfort. <laughs> and if you want titty comfort, you got to try Honey Love. For a limited time, you can get Honey Love on sale.
0: You can get 20% off your entire order with our exclusive link, honeylove.com/honeymoon. Just try them out. Honey Love's bestseller crossover bra is so comfortable, it's sure to be your new go-to. This bra gives you all the support of traditional bras without using any underwire. But it looks like you're wearing an underwire. This thing is amazing. Plus, there's mesh detailing. It adds a little bit of sexy, like I have this mauve one that's really cute.
1: Oh, the mauve one. I've used that (laughs) one. I've tried that one on, and it does make you feel very confident.
0: No, this is one bra you'll actually enjoy wearing and won't want to take off.
1: Support our show and check them out at HoneyLove.com forward slash Honeymoon. How are you?
0: I'm good.
1: How are you? It's Natasha
0: Leggero, Moshe Kasher, and our friend Megan Bunny Stalter. Hi, (laughs) Miss M. How are you? I love the dogs.
1: Yeah, we love the dogs too.
0: We never want to be uncomfortable and without our dogs. (laughs) Is this
1: where are you right now?
4: I am in my office.
1: I was gonna say this is this is give like a strong like um. Corporate? It's corporate a wall vibe. Yeah, okay. Got yeah. it. I got it. I got it. Cool. There. Okay,
0: so how can we help you? Are you like on your lunch
4: break or something? No, um, I'm just kind of stuck here alone. So uh, I figured it was the best quiet space. No judgment
1: on <laughs> your wall at all. I was just really hoping it wasn't your house because I would have been very concerned for you if that was what it looked like. All right, this is looking good. I would be
4: concerned if I lived in this <laughs> space <as well>. good. <laughs> <laughs> um, Okay, so my issue that I wanted to bring to y'all is how do I get my husband to actively try to turn me on?
1: Oh, this is good.
4: The the background is we've been married for five years. We've been together for 10. Um, We have a great relationship. We really are like best friends. We have a lot of fun together when it comes to sex. I think we have great sex, but he doesn't put a lot of effort into getting me into the mood at no. all <laughs> um sometimes he says really stupid things sometimes he says things can you give us some examples off-putting.
1: of stupid things <laughs> and off-putting things what kind of things
4: um so i actually wrote a couple of things down but yes. i think a couple of weeks ago he said something like can i fondle you
1: uh-huh.
2: <laughs> did he do an accent is he british
1: <laughs> he,
2: he
4: is not british he occasionally does an accent um another one a few weeks ago i was like doing dishes finishing up some dishes and he came up behind me and he goes would you like to make the sex um oh like in a borat voice kind of a
1: borat energy kind of a thing
2: i do like that he's saying what he what's on his mind and he's asking what's on his mind and he's attracted to you the the
1: problem is he's it's synchronicity (laughs) it's very similar to um i oh meg's here i'm gonna go kill myself it really is because it's it's a it's a it's an anecdote you won't get michaela but it was basically talking about like mm-hmm. when people are so awkward yes. and weird yeah, they're they nervous say, they say some dumbass shit that's just like yeah. why? why that's what it sounded like to me he mm-hmm. doesn't know how to be a sed- a sexy guy. It makes him feel uncomfortable He'd like sexy guy. So instead he tries to be funny guy, mm-hmm. which is not what you want. Can we make it the sex? Uh, I mean nobody is interested in it. It is
2: probably dry, dry, drying you up.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
2: You're probably feeling okay, I'm dry as a desert right now.
1: <laughs> but he
2: is the whole thing I'll give him a point for is he's being direct going like, okay, I'm I want to do you want to. The he what he you want him to say is something sexier or like more hot. I, th- I just
4: want him to try to get me in the mood before mm-hmm. we're actively having sex.
1: Yeah, because right sometimes now
4: sometimes when he says these things, mm-hmm. it does the opposite.
1: Right. <laughs> um, my headphones just went dead. Hello.
2: Hello. Oh, oh yeah. Did- oh
1: oh, it is Bunny. Oh am so sorry. <laughs> oh,
2: she's like. Mm.
1: Um. Yeah, I was gonna say right now she's drier than the design scheme at the <laughs> law office she works at. <laughs> That that, that felt pretty good. Well,
0: I mean, you could experiment with like, think of what your dream scenario is and try to do it to him. You know, like you probably would have liked him to come up to you while you're doing the dishes and kiss your neck. Exactly. And maybe like lightly touch your leg. Yeah. What
1: else would she have liked, Natasha? Like what other things?
2: Him to help with the dishes? Oh No,
1: No, that's your fantasy. Um, Yeah. (laughs)
2: Did you tell, did you tell him yet? Like, oh, that doesn't really get me in the mood yeah, just- I
4: have that I part. have said that very directly. I think it is that problem of he doesn't know how to be sexy. He just knows how to be funny
2: mm-hmm.
4: <laughs> Um what about telling him that you don't really
0: want to make jokes like you like to separate the sex life? Mm. I, I think that's actually. Good. I think you know where I heard this. This is so lame, but I think I heard Ice tea and Coco talking about this. <laughs> <laughs> that like when they have sex, it's like not what? jokes. Like you don't joke around like and they and when I saw them together, they had like such attraction and it's like <laughs> you could tell these people like really mm. keep this separate and their sex life is probably like hot and heavy, but like you know, it, I don't know how you would say it, but I and then I actually stopped Kind of, I don't really make jokes in bed, Moshe. Uh,
1: no, you do not. No, because
0: I kind of felt like, oh, I, I was kind of inspired by them in a way because, but it, I, I changed. And I don't right. know, it's, it's like... Because she used
1: to do... Natasha's thing when we first started dating, she had these Groucho Marx glasses. No, but I'm
0: just saying. She would say...
1: She would, like, put them up... With, she had a cigar and stuff, and she'd be like, "And no club that would allow me in would I ever want to be a member of. I'm and, just
0: saying it's kind of a cool idea to separate those two mm-hmm. parts of you. Like, I'm funny all day long. Like, what about, like, my sensual side or my, sec- my sexual side? They're not really connected to the other.
4: Right. Yeah, that's a really good point. Because we make jokes constantly he's he is very funny but but maybe not
0: during intercourse
2: he probably it sounds like he doesn't really know how to initiate or maybe he, it doesn't come as natural I think it'd be a good idea if you made telling him maybe a part of the s- sex where you're like you know it'd be really hot if you came over mm-hmm. and you did this to me or like wow like you know what I was thinking about today like you coming in and doing the you know, and then saying maybe something that would be more hot than a joke. And mm-hmm. then maybe like that would turn him on. And then maybe next time he does that. And, yeah. and also maybe
0: what if there's like him being quiet? If the choice is a joke, well, if the choice is a joke, <laughs> <laughs> well, mm-hmm. is a joke or silence, mm-hmm. silence is way preferred. And he's probably mm-hmm. too nervous to be like, uh, you know, say something serious to you because you're his best friend and you guys mm-hmm. joke all the time. So maybe you can let him know
2: too. Like you can just be quiet.
1: I, I, I <laughs> did you have something to say?
2: Well, I was going to say, you could be like, Oh, it'd be really hot if you came in the room and you had tape on your mouth.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it'd be really hot. It'd be really hot if we took that role play further and you just didn't talk more generally. I also was going to and- say role play. Yeah. Well, yeah. I w- this is what I've been thinking the whole time is like, is okay. So you're, he clearly, I can just, I know, I think about this so much. That sex, we do it so often and for so long, but it's still uncomfortable enough that you can be with somebody for 10 years and still not be totally comfortable saying what you want oh yeah it's 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 like this part of
2: so vulnerable
1: yeah it's such a vulnerable part of human being no other by the way i always think about animals no other animals they're just like oh yeah i'm gonna fuck you now here i am fucking you yeah. they, no other animal feels shame about sex but clearly he's uncomfortable i and i only know that because of the like bor- and horny horny and uncomfortable um, which is a great combo Uh, but you should I I only know that because of the the, want to make other sex like that to me screams (laughs) like guy that doesn't know how to be hot he just Mm -hmm. so he's doing what he does know how to do Uh, so him coming up to you and and for Mm -hmm. you saying don't be funny it doesn't do anything for him because he doesn't know what to do, oh, so he it's doesn't like, know
2: how not to so he just
1: doesn't have the tools mm-hmm. like going up, it's like going up to somebody trying to fix your sink who doesn't know how to do plumbing and saying, "Don't do plumbing like that. he needs to learn how to do plumbing, and so I think you're going to have to have some uncomfortable conversations where you like everyone lays it on the line like it's not just an admonishment, do it better because he doesn't know how to do it better it's like Maybe it's reading a book together. maybe it's going uh, you know online together and googling like like things to say uh, seduction things. maybe it's role play maybe it's like experimenting with this different stuff. It's gonna be a bunch of uncomfortable conversations to I, get there. That's I un- disagree.
0: I don't think you should talk about it. I think if you talk about sex too much, it becomes uh, this is my yeah, my person sure. personal opinion is like I would rather you like, Tell him, like, come on to him and say, I'm going to sit on your face and like, you know, and shut up and like just become Mm -hmm. like do something new that you don't do. And like try to like get him there through you acting like that, maybe, you know, and if he makes a joke, say no jokes. And if that doesn't work, maybe you need to sit him down and have a conversation. But I just Mm -hmm. feel like that that's going to make. What do you think, Meg? I think that would embarrass a guy to talk too much about how he's not funny.
2: I think truly. I feel both of the things that you could do both of the things. I would go in and be like, you know what? It'd be really hot if you did this. And then if at the end of the day, he keeps doing jokes, I'd be like, honey, you gotta stop doing those jokes. <laughs> like I would be like, we need, can we talk about it now? Because I think you're right. People are so, it's really uncomfortable to talk about sex and what you want. Cause if there's something about rejection or that you, Oh wait, I've been doing it wrong the whole time. Like, but I think to do it, in a way where you kind of suggest things then if it doesn't help be like you gotta stop like it's freaking me out
1: i have a question how and, in a nice way and you don't have to answer this because it's a personal question uh how sexually adventurous and and open and uh, you know aggressive are you like how much of do you guys have a mutually kind of like no one ever says what they want but i just want you to know what i want and do it or are you like the really open kind of wild one and he's kind of uncomfortable?
4: No, I think, put that might be part of the problem is I'm pretty reserved. and also, like mm. he's ready to go all the time, like classic high sex drive man. and I'm I'm a little just less like easily turned on. like it just doesn't come quite as naturally to get in the mood. So I think I don't even think to like initiate very often. And so I think that's probably part of, like you're telling me, like maybe I should like initiate the way I would want him to initiate. And it's just it just doesn't come naturally to me. You have to do it. It to doesn't be, come like, naturally the to the yeah. And then be like, oh, we should have sex. Like it
2: just doesn't. Well, would you <laughs> rather him like start kiss- like it, whatever way you would rather him do than maybe you do next time he does a joke? Be like, you know what? Like, I'm not really in the mood, but I love you. And maybe next time this would be hot.
1: Because this is what I'm observing. I think that's right. What I'm observing is like this kind of classic, um, in a weird way, it's classic, just like gender stuff is like, you don't initiate sex because you don't have to, because he's literally like Mm -hmm. over there pointing at his dick going, my wife, you know, like, (laughs) so you're just like, okay, I'll never, why would I have to do that? He does that all the time. But the way he does it, you, you don't like. And so you're getting served this platter of sexuality that isn't delicious to you. And you're just like, well, this is the only way we eat around here. And so like, I, that's why I get back <laughs> to like, is the only way we it's eat true. <laughs> that's why I get back to like, someone's going to have, both of you are going to have to do things that are a little bit uncomfortable for you in order. Because mm-hmm. I know, I almost, I don't know him, but I know me- men and the male brain, he wants you to be turned on he just doesn't know how to do it he's not aware <laughs> that 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 there that what he's doing isn't isn't really truly isn't working for you i have a suspicion that when you have had the conversation with him it's not like a a full honest conversation it's more like a It's more like an uncomfortable, like, oh, I don't really love the whole, you know, can we make the sex, you know, like it's not saying. It
0: takes me out of it. You don't have to make Mm -hmm. it seem like it's not funny. You can just say, that just takes me out of it. And he's like, oh, did you never like any of the times we've had sex? No, I like it. I just want to kind of like, I want to explore deeper into another, you know, I want to, I want to try new things. And, you know, there's a way to say it that doesn't like embarrass the guy, too.
2: What if you had like a secret coat, like. Okay, if you were doing role play, you'd be like, oh, like, (laughs) if you were into like a massage role play, you could be like, do you need a massage? Like, what if there was like a code where he'd say it to get you thinking about sex, but it wouldn't Mm -hmm. turn you off because it wasn't a boar rat joke? Yeah. And, and
0: massage is actually a brilliant suggestion because it's not speaking. It's a role That's play. Smart role plays yeah. a lot of pressure, mm-hmm. especially if you think you're funny. It's like, am I going to say the right, right. thing? <laughs> but like a massage is <laughs> just there, like,
1: he's over there doing ass cat. He's doing like a Herald <laughs> <laughs> full in long form in bra. and you
0: do
2: think he's funny, obviously, or you wouldn't be with him. But the massage yeah. thing takes off pressure because then Absolutely. you could be like, I'm not really feeling massage right now. Or like, but it then it could also be a massage that's not sexual because you can have time for for foreplay and be like, okay, am I into it?
1: I got, I got, I got another. I love this massage thing because you're, 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 you guys are so right. Like, if you now you're probably going to be uncomfortable saying it, but if you said, what I want is for you to give me a massage and turn it into us having sex, like. You're right. He's not going to have to say anything uncomfortable because it's all physical. But maybe you wouldn't feel comfortable doing it. There are things you could do like making a fishbowl full of sexual like desires that you have and writing it on a note and putting it in there so that you guys could once a week or once a month whenever you're in the mood or whatever... P- pull one out and he gets to read something you want you oh, could read something yeah. he wants and no one has to say out loud the thing that makes him uncomfortable there are so many strategies out there There's so many online It'd be funny
2: if his was jokes
1: he's <laughs> <It's> like <laughs> I just want you to laugh at my poor impression knock
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then turn up your laughter at him when you guys aren't having sex
1: yeah I mean, this whole thing where we're worried about like bruising this guy's ego, it's just like, I don't, it's immaterial. 10 years in, you guys are partners. Mm. And so yeah. like an uncomfortable conversation is, i th- this is where I think Natasha and I differ, is okay because he wants, mm. I know, I don't know him, but I just know he wants you to be having to leave a sexual encounter going, God, that was hot. Not like, yeah. well, I did that. like. he it, said I, that. Yeah.
4: Like, mm. I, I, I know that from his mouth that that's what he wants. He's just not good at getting there.
1: I think, but there's so many resources for this. Like there's so much shit on the internet about like how to make sex hotter, how to make, how to do foreplay, how to this, how to that, like all these things that you could be, that you guys could be doing together it, Natasha hates this kind of idea, but you guys could look it up together and that could be hot. You could look up, you know, ways to the, you could watch
0: w- porn together,
1: watch porn, whatever it is, whatever you're comfortable with. There's just so many things out there that would make, I think the journey of discovering what you both are into could be the thing that turns both of you on.
2: Also, it does ebb and flow, right? Like some couples will go through things where like they're not feeling it as much and then they're having sex nonstop and like. That's why I think it is good to have difficult conversations because mm. yeah. then you at least know and then it could be, you know, like, it's also easier saying like, oh, I'm not feeling a massage right now than to be like, I don't want sex with whatever the joke it was, the me, wife. M- the me wife. Me wife. <laughs> That's British Borat.
1: <laughs> me wife. <laughs> me I mean, wife. You- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because uh, you know we're comedians, and I—I I mean, I don't know about you, Meg, but like when Natasha and I have sex, it's not—I've like, never had sex. It's not. <laughs> you're a god girl. It's not a bit a minute. We're not doing comedy bits. Right. You know, it's like there's different compartments we're for crying. different things. Yeah, we mostly cry. <laughs> yeah,
0: and we do it, and
1: it's seven nights a week. And that's the other interesting thing.
0: Funny. Uh, all right. Well, good luck. And it does seem like you guys have a healthy relationship. And yeah, don't just settle mm-hmm. for what he's serving up. Yeah. I think is the. The idea where you have to push yourself. Yeah, because you have to also take a little bit of a leap, too.
1: He's not in charge of the sexuality in your relationship. You guys are partners in that. And so I think, yeah. 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 All right. bunny, Bunny's feeling horny okay, well, for attention. Meg's so. dog has to go. So, yeah. uh, I'm so sorry about you're her. You're awesome. She's
2: we like me. her. She's good misbehaved. Luck. Okay, good luck. Oh, thank you so much.
1: You deserve to be seduced. Bye, hon. Bye-bye. <laughs>
2: I almost accidentally said I love you because <laughs> you usually say I love you at the end of a call. You can
0: say it with us if you want.
1: Uh, oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> but I
2: almost said like to her, like, love you, love you because you always say goodbye. She was
1: sweet. I she did love sweet.
2: her. I liked her a lot.
0: Yeah, you just have to sometimes have to like coach and teach men especially. Yeah.
2: But do you you feel like having a conversation about sex makes you feel like... Oh, now there's too much pressure? I don't know why I have that in my head. that I, I think it kind of like
0: ruins it or something. Yeah, I wonder why. Mm.
1: Catholic school. <laughs> <laughs> Catholic or just Catholic like, well, school. I
0: you know what? I remember I, I came, I, I talked. It is uncomfortable. It <laughs> <laughs> is like nerve-wracking because it's so you know vulnerable. What? But it's...
2: I had yeah. a boyfriend
0: who didn't want to have sex. And I talked to him about it and he got really
2: mad. Okay. So So that's traumatic. I wonder where it comes from. No, that's literally, I would never (laughs) want to talk about. No. Yeah. He was like, I don't want to talk about that. Like that's him, not you. You were mature and wanted to talk to him about it. You probably dated gay men before oh I that was my type <laughs> mm-hmm. I always I, absolutely I had a gay boyfriend in high school we never kissed with our mouths open
1: hilarious so that's what you would it, just you, smooch you go Mwah, yeah Mwah, <laughs> Mwah. and I was <laughs> like you think it was because he was Christian I knew he was
2: gay but like I also thought like oh well I think I was kind of like advanced because I was like well he likes me though
1: uh-huh. he's
2: gay but then also mm. like
1: <laughs> I'm so hot <laughs> I'm, I'm turning him <laughs> <laughs>
2: in my old age makeup in our play that we did together <laughs> like oh he likes. I guess he wants to eat pussy now.
1: Uh, <laughs> I've always depended on the kindness <laughs> of strangers.
0: Well, Meg, you're so funny, and I know we can't promote anything, but, I mean, we can oh, talk
1: about actually, your I can Instagram. <laughs> I can promote something. I got a new mm-hmm. book coming you out. You guys
2: are the funniest. Thank you for having me.
1: Oh, you're the funniest. Thank you for existing. You're awesome. I think the strike's going to end soon. And we're don't gonna-
0: say that on the thing you're going to say. <laughs> if you don't know anything. Oh,
1: no, What do you mean? <laughs>
2: Okay, well, listen. We announced the strike is ending today. The strike is over.
0: Meg, we love you. Check out her Instagram. I would love to know uh, more about you, the secrets behind you. I feel like we have a little bit more of a window into your soul Mm -hmm. now, and hopefully you've shared some of your light.
1: Maybe you'll come back. Would you come back?
2: Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Are you doing any live dates? You got anything you want to plug?
2: You know, I do try to do a show. I love the Largo. Oh. Know, I have a show there. I try to do a show there once a month, and then I'm doing a show at Dynasty this month, but I
1: can't remember the date. Oh, it's okay. Go to Dynasty Typewriter's website mm-hmm. or Largo, Los Angeles. And I love Dynasty. Two great places in LA, or see Meg when she comes to And I put town.
2: out a lot of videos, so thank you for promoting <laughs> Almost on every day, I say. I say twice a day, I'd probably put out mm-hmm. content. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, well, email us if you have anything to say, and maybe you know of a church that we can all join. Oh, yeah.
1: Give us some... I mean, I'm not joining a church. I'm Jewish, but... Our
0: email is at endlesshoneymoonpod at gmail. Or if you have a secret, give us a call at 213-222-8608.
1: And Meg from Natasha and I, we love love you.
2: you. Well, I love you guys too and I love Miss Blanche (laughs) (laughs) and Miss Laura.